0: you humoring me with that a little bit of an applause um you know you might be thinking well what's what's the big deal but it's exciting because every day matters every day of our life is important every day of your life is important even if you think it was a boring day or a bit of a nothing day or even can i say those days you spend at school even those days are important How do I know this? Why do I think this? We read in Psalm 90, it says, teach us, uh, uh, being addressed to God, saying, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Every day matters. Every day we have the opportunity to get to know God and to see Him at work in our lives and in the, the world around us. So, Let's number our days. Now, I didn't do the calculations to figure out those days. There's websites to do that for us. So, you know, work smarter, not harder. Um, I'm going to ask for a couple of volunteers to um, give me your date of birth and I'm going I'm to number your days. I'm going to count your days. Now, while you think about that, about whether you're brave enough, um, I'm going to use Emrix because I know he's always a keen volunteer. So Emric, as of today, you have lived three thousand eight hundred and eighty one days. Amazing, isn't it? Anyone else want to have a go? Barbie. I'm gonna need it in the other order, month, day, and year. <laughs> yes. It's a good month to be born in, just quietly. All right. Barbie, Barbie, you have been alive ever today. You have lived 27,068 days. Amazing. I I can put yours in, Chilton. I I can remember that one. All right, Chilton, you have been alive for 3,042 days. Amazing. Hux, your birthday was just recently. Remind me of the day of December, it is 27th? It was only just recently, come on. (laughs) Hux... As of today, you have been alive 2,932 days. Amazing. Maybe one more. Maybe one more. Jim, at the back. August 3rd, 1955. All right, Jim. The results are in. You have been alive 24,993 days. Amazing. Sure, <laughs> That doesn't worry me at all. Oh, yeah, no, I, I do remember her birthday. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks for the test though, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Sarah has been alive over today, 15,529 days, well done. Many of those spent long suffering along my side, so I appreciate that. Um, they sound like big numbers, don't they? They sound like big numbers, but I'm sure we all want to live a long time and have our days number in the tens of thousands. We want to add to our, day, add to our days to our lives by, by living health, in a healthy way. We want to live as long as possible so we live in a healthy way, which is why even from a young age, we, we learn so much about the things that we eat and the things that we do to help us um, maintain a healthy, a healthy body and a healthy mind. Um, so often it's like it's part of it's part of schools now where they have a, a fruit break or a and sit break. And, they, and it's all about learning about the things that are going to contribute to our health so that our days can be extended. And in our Bible reading today that Emma brought to us, Jesus asked a question. And I want to have a look at this question that Jesus asked together. Jesus asked, can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? So who here thinks worrying will help us live longer? Who here thinks that being worried will add to our days, will rack up a few extra days? There's no hands. Of course not. Worrying doesn't help us live longer. In fact, God's Word tells us over and over again, do not worry, it tells us to fear not. Now we're going we're to discover together today that if our hope is in God, we don't have to worry. Thinking again about our reading from from earlier, Jesus teaches us this wonderful truth by pointing our attention to how God provides so much in the world around us for birds and flowers, so He will definitely provide for us. You can just imagine it, can't you? Jesus standing there out in the open, drawing examples right there uh, for things right there around them. One example that Jesus uses in this, uh, in this passage is the birds. And so we have plenty of birds around us. We have a couple of bird baths at home. We keep them topped up and we, we love seeing in the afternoon the birds gathering around and, and having a drink and a bit of a break. And I'm sure, I'm sure plenty, um, we all see plenty of birds around us each and every day. So whenever you see a bird, I want you to think about this verse. Be reminded that the birds don't need to go to the shops to buy their food, do they? they don't, the birds don't need to go and plant and harvest and wait for their food to grow uh, through their hard work. God has designed our world to provide for them. And yet we know from God's word that we are more valuable to God than the birds. Back in the beginning, when God created everything, he looked at the animals and the land and the sea and he he said it was good. But when he had made man and woman, he said it was very good. So if we're feeling like we don't matter very much or we're feeling a bit sad When we see a bird, we can be reminded that God has designed a world to provide for these little creatures, which is good, but He cares and provides so much more for us. He cares and provides so much more for you. The other thing I wanted to try this morning is to play a little game. And this game is called, Where Do You Put It? So I've I've got a little bit of setting up to do, so I'm going to ask you to think about whether you're brave enough to volunteer for our little game this morning. it's all about where do you put. And this is, one of the aims of this is to actually learn about each other a little bit. Because one of the things, for those who are a bit older and married, you'll know that when you get married and you start living with someone else, you realise that people in different households do things differently, they do, they stack the dishwasher differently, they um, organize the shopping list differently and it's not always the same as what you are used to and that's sometimes a bit of an interesting little period of time. I can see a few smiles and chuckles um, in agreeance with that and so we're going to learn a little bit about each other this morning about where you put certain things. And so we're going to play a game called, Where Do You Put? Now, in a moment, I'm going to ask for um, some volunteers. And you're going to come forward, and I'm going to give you some items. And you're going to tell us, you're going to show us, actually, where you put these items. Right. Here we go. So for those of you who can't quite see, we've got a container for the pantry. For the fridge, for the school bag. I know you don't want to be thinking about putting things in your school bag right now, but I'm going to make you. And the wardrobe. All right. Who'd like to come and put something? All right, I saw that hand shoot up. Come on. Now, we're going to start off with an easy one, okay? I don't think there's much debate about where this goes. You show everyone what it is? That's milk. Where do you put milk? Good job, mate. Good job. Suze, come up the front. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, tempted. I'm tempted now. An apple. Where do you put an apple, Suze? it well, depends. If I was my children, I'd put it in the, of the That's all right. You just choose one. I would probably do it in the pantry. In the pantry. Okay, apple in the pantry. Emma, come on forward. Now, I've got two for you, they're both the same. Poppers, where do you put fruit juice poppers? Okay, righty out. Very good. Come on forward. Mm. Hi, Sarah, my name's Drew, nice to meet you. Where are you going to put those? Packet of chips, where do they go? In the pantry as well. Okay, thank you very much, Sarah. Hucks, come on down, mate. Now, this is probably the most controversial thing in this bag. The sauce. Where do you put sauce? Uh, well, this is for, uh, for our own safety. Um, it's, it's completely new and unopened, this one. Where do you put sauce in your house? Do you take sauce to school? I don't think you do. Where do you, where do you put sauce in your house, Hucks? Hux? Oh, okay, maybe we need a sauce bottle for mum and dad, do we? One each. Where do you put it? Yeah, we'll pop it in there. In the pantry, okay. All right, anyone else? Anyone else? Sarah, okay, and then Gwen? Pair of socks, they're clean, don't we? I didn't bring dirty socks. Where do the socks go? Wardrobe. Well done. Okay, Gwen. Got a couple for you as well. Glue and a ruler. Where do they go? Theoretically. In the school bag. Yes. Realistically, yeah That's right. <laughs> they go walk about, don't they? You find them here there and everywhere. Uh all right, chili. Come on. Where do you put your jumper? Really. Now, there's no bucket that says the floor, so you can't put it there. Yeah, that's where it's supposed to go. Good job. You do know. See, everyone's a witness. Chilton knows. His clothes have got to go in the wardrobe. Thank you. I've got one more. Who would like to be a volunteer for one more? One more. Emmerich, you've had a turn. One more. Barbie? Now, this is a very tricky one. Where do you put that? Hope. Hope when you open the pantry and you think what am I going to have for tea? Same <laughs> <laughs> with the fridge. There's lots of hopes at school. Hope for the right teacher this year, you hope you get your homework right. Hope you've got the right clothes to wear that they're ironed when they're meant to be ironed. <laughs> My only allowance is one. Well, you can say, I'm not sure where and you can give it back to me if you like. I'm not sure where. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That Have you got an idea? I certainly do. Okay. Here we go. What's Phil's idea? Ah, oh, Hope in Mum. Oh, there we go. We're giving Hope Hope. Well done. Wonderful. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> now, now Hope, I'm going to actually borrow that because I like to I want to be able to show people that. So, But you can have that back later if you like, because it does have your name on it. I'm happy to give it back to you. No problem at all. Now, we know hope, it doesn't belong in the fridge or the wardrobe. We don't put our hope in our pantry. But there's a real, there's a real connection between our hope and our worry. I want to explore that a little bit. Um, people put their hope in all sorts of things. All kinds of people. But what is hope? Other than a beautiful name to name your daughter, obviously. But what is hope? What what does hope mean? What What does it mean when we put our hope in something? Sometimes people might do something wrong and they hope no one finds out. Maybe they enter a competition and they hope that they win. Maybe someone saves up all their money and hopes that will be enough. Or someone might think, I hope because I'm friends with that person, things will go well for me, putting hope in other people. I wonder if if, um, if, you were, if you were teaching English as a second language and you came across hope and you are asked, well, what does hope mean? How would you describe hope? Anyone got any suggestions? How would you describe hope? What does it mean when we say we put our hope in something? Emmerich, what do you think? Pardon? Wishing, a bit of wishing, I heard trust. Yeah, a bit like trust, putting our trust in something, yep. And we're maybe uh, a wish, there's a bit of a, that kind of the unknown in terms of that wishing and hoping, Linda? I would have thinking, ahead. thinking ahead, yeah, I like that, yeah. So, thinking ahead of what, what's going to happen an anticipation of something we want Thank you Richard very good and that's true isn't it like we're all we're, we're learning from each other in our different perspectives and all those answers I think are, are very a very valid explanations of hope um, and one of the one of the I guess the ways and it kind of brings in a, a few of those around around trust and anticipation and the future um, is that that hope hope is is believing something for the best outcome. So we don't put our hope in things that we think are not going to work, right? We wouldn't put our trust in something that we know is actually not going to come through with it for us. But putting our hope in something is, is our belief. We're believing in the best outcome. Out of all the options, we're believing in the best outcome in that particular thing. And so we put our hope there. Hope means bel- to believe for the best outcome. And so if someone puts all their hope in their, in their savings, in the money that they've saved up, they're, they're believing that the best outcome for them in the future is with that money or a friendship and, and you're, you're, you become friends with someone because you're hoping, you're believing that the best outcome for you will come through being friends with that particular person there's a direct connection between our hope in the things that we believe for the best outcome and our worry. And particularly at the beginning of the new year, as we look ahead and we see so dimly the year before us, there's many things that we can get worried about, right? And it will be different for each of us. But the Bible tells us no matter what we are worried about, it doesn't matter what it is, The Bible tells us this in Philippians chapter 4. Don't worry about anything. No matter what happens, tell God about everything. Ask and pray and give thanks. Then God's peace will watch over your hearts and your minds. He will do this because you belong to Christ Jesus. God's peace can never be completely understood. It's a fairly definitive statement, isn't it? Don't worry about anything, full stop. There's no what ifs or buts or maybes and what's interesting for us to know and understand a bit more is this letter that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, the church that he was writing to had more things to worry about than most. Their whole world was being turned upside down. They had they had pressure from the outside to to conform and follow um, the the social norms of that time to keep the peace. Don't cause any trouble. Don't start thinking about new ideas. And so their their social and economic kind of networks were were being compromised because of the faith that they professed in Jesus. And not only that, but this faith that they had was completely upside down um, to to the culture and faith and tradition that they had followed their whole life. And so their whole world was turning upside down. They had plenty to worry about. And here Paul writes to them, says, don't worry about anything. Now, we all know that's a, a very easy thing to say and a very different thing to live out. We, we can find so many things in this world to be worried about. Yeah, and particularly, you know, sometimes at the beginning of a new year, we have anticipation and we we have excitement about something that might be happening um, this year or that something might, that could be happening this year, but we can also be worried, can't we? We can be worried about what if and what's going to happen here and we can start thinking about all these things and, and start worrying about them at the beginning of a new year. But no matter where we come from, it doesn't matter how old or how young you are, we can all find things in our life to be worried about. It's just part of our human nature. No matter what life stage we're at, we can all find things to be worried about. Some of us are better finding them than others, but we can all find things to be worried about. And Jesus makes a point to tell us not to worry, because worrying is something that everyone does. So Jesus kind of makes a point about it it can stop us living the life that God has for us. Again, in the the passage from Matthew 6 that Emma read for us, Jesus tells us to put God's kingdom first. God will take care of us. He takes care of the birds and dresses the gardens with beauty. How much more will He provide for you as His precious children? The God who created the universe cares about you he cares about every part of your life he cares about even the smallest detail no matter how big or small our worries are we can we can actually give them all to God because he he cares about them he doesn't want to know about just the the incredibly overwhelming uh, life challenges and worries that you have He cares if you're feeling a bit anxious about what's going to happen the next day. He cares about that because that worry and that anxiety can actually stop you living in in the fullness of life that God has for you. And so he cares about that. And so we can bring it to him and we can give it to him. And we're reminded of this in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Again, it's a pretty definitive statement. It's not give the big things to God. It's not give the things that you find someone else worried about. So if two people are worried about it, then you can bring it to God. No, it says give all your worries and cares to God because He cares for you. We all have worries from time to time. But God gives us so many more reasons to have hope. He is in control. He loves us. He knows us. And He knows every worry that we could ever have. There's nothing that we can bring before God that He goes, wow, I did not see that coming. I I didn't realize that that would be something that's worrisome for you. That, That would never happen. Give all your worries to God. Put your hope in Him. So the question remains then, where will you put your hope? As we begin 2024, where do you put your hope? Where do you believe for the best outcome for this coming year? Some people, they'll put their hope in money. That whatever situation that they're in, that that money will get them out of it. Others might put their hope in, in luck. You know, like sports people who will have a, a certain pair of lucky socks or lucky shorts that they, they think that, that they have to wear each time. They think it'll help them win the game. But, do you know, mostly, I think, I think mostly, people put their hope in other people to save them or to give them what they need. But we all know people are not perfect, no one's perfect. And so when we put our hope in people to save us, when we put our, put our hope in people to give us what we need, we find that we're let down. We all make mistakes, no one's perfect. So where do you put your hope today? Today, now this is not a, this is not about saying yes for the for the rest of this year. I put my hope in God and uh, done, dusted, tick that box. I'm good to go. This is this is something that could quite possibly be a daily thing. You know, before your your feet hit the floor out of your bed in the morning, is a is a great time to put your hope for that day in God. We need reminding of this regularly. Maybe it's uh, on, the, on the morning of your first day of school this year. You put your hope in God. You say, God, I believe that you will give me the best outcomes for this day, that you will give me the best start to this year, and I put my hope and trust in you for today. Maybe, maybe that's a conversation for us to have together about where we put our hope. We're not putting our hope in the fridge. We're not putting our hope in the pantry. We're not putting our hope in our wardrobe. We're putting our hope in God. Uh, For those who are travelling or or starting new jobs or or moving or any other kind of marker where there's, there's change, it can be a helpful moment to be reminded of where we put our hope for this new season or this new thing that's coming, where we put our hope. And we know... We know in our heads that the only sure place to put our hope is in God. Hope means believing for the best outcome, even when the circumstances don't look that good. And that's, that's a key difference, isn't it? Even when the circumstances around us say, oh, this is, uh, this is stacked against me here. Remember, remember Paul's letter to the Philippians. Things were stacked against them in a massive way, even when circumstances don't look that good. Hope means uh, to believe for the best outcome and the best outcome will come when we put our hope in God. When we have our hope in God, our expectation that things will work out is centred on God. So then it's not centred on ourselves, it's not centred on our abilities, it's not centred on other people and what they can do for us, it's not centred on money or luck or anything else. It's centred on God. God. Even in those challenging circumstances, our best choice is to put our hope in God. Now, the challenges might not disappear, disappear straight away. Again, thinking back to the Philippians verse, and no matter what happens, not to worry about anything, you know, they, when they, I'm sure when they receive that letter, the, the pressure from around them and their... Um, the, the worry around their world turning upside down didn't dissipate straight away. So there's no promise of smooth sailing, but there's a promise of peace that can never be fully understood. And this is true for us as a faith community as well. As our circumstances change, we need to remind each other that our hope is in God. It's not in in any person leading us. It's not in any grand plans or new initiatives. While these are good and helpful things, absolutely. They're not what we believe in for the best outcome. Have hope in God. Pray and trust Him. Giving all your worries to Him. And it's continual, putting our hope and and putting our hope in and knowing in our minds, and our hearts, that truth. It's a, continual, it's a continual thing. He's in control. He will look after us. Even if what's happening around us might make us think differently, when we focus on living for God, as Jesus says in that passage, putting God's kingdom first, we focus on that first and have our hope secure in Him, we don't need to worry he wants the best for us. He wants the best for you. It's, it's the truth. It's, it's His love and care that we read about. He is unchanging, never failing, and always there for us no matter what. And not only does God care about us and care about the details of our lives, but God, um, God has purpose for our lives. And we can place our hope and trust in what He has for us rather than worrying because we don't know what will happen in the future. Because God does. And when we do put our hope in God, check out this wonderful promise from God's Word. Those who hope in the Lord, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. It goes on to say that they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's a promise. And God God keeps His promises. When we put our hope in Him, our strength will be renewed. We will walk and not grow faint. And I think in the midst of worry, this would be exactly what we need. In the midst of worry, we need our strength renewed. We need to be able to take one more step, put our foot in, put one foot in front of the other. That's what we need in the midst of worry. And that's what God promises when we put our hope in Him. So as a new year begins to unfold, may each of us and all of us through the empowering of the Holy Spirit, put our hope in God a bit more this week. Let me um, pray for us as we we respond this morning. Heavenly Father, we we thank You. We want to thank You for the way you, You have designed this world, that You provide you provide for the animals and the, and the birds and you, you provide the, the weather and the seasons for things to grow and to thrive. And we thank you that as your, as your people, we, we enjoy that and we see that everywhere. But we thank you, Lord God, more for your love and provision in our lives. The way you provide for each of us, each and every day. Lord God... For, for all of us, as we, as we think about worry, there's things that come to mind that you know of. There's things that we, we think of, that we're, we're aware of in our lives, that we worry about. And we know everyone worries. But well, we ask this morning that the worry that we have in our mind, no matter what it is, no matter how great or small it is, we want to give it to you this morning. And we ask that you would take this worry, take this worry that we give you now, and help us to put our hope in you. And as we do that, might you remind us that we don't need to worry. Take this worry, Lord God. As we put our hope in you, would you continue to provide for us and show us goodness and the fullness of life that you have for us? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.